You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Verse 9, we're almost done in verse 12. When they had heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Verse 12, then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Where is the king? A question that we all need to be asking in our lives at some point in time. The first point that I want to highlight is to search To find out where the king is, we must search for him first. You see, these wise men in the Greek text, how it was originally written, the definition of wise men is oriental scientists, magicians, a sorcerer, or wise men. These are men from the east who no doubt had a strong reputation in their community. They had friends, they had families, they had jobs. They were expertise in their field says in the definition itself that they were scientists and they had been studying and looking and searching and a star showed up in the sky and they made the decision that they wanted to find out what this star meant, where it led to, who put that star there, why was it there, and they decided to go on a journey. That these men who probably have high profiles, high names, important to whatever government body that they're a part of at the time in the east decide that they're going to go on an expedition. They're going to leave their family behind, their friends behind, their job behind. They're going to leave it all behind to go and search for this king because that they know that there's something important, that there's an opportunity to experience something they've never experienced before. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29, we see Moses speaking to the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy 4.29, he says, But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find Him. And if you seek Him with all your heart and with all your soul, that God is not trying to hide from you today. He's not trying to hide His purpose, His plan, His love, His will, His desire, His emotions his blessings, his giftings. He is not trying to hide anything from you today. It says throughout the scriptures when Jesus was in the gospel, he says, for I came to seek and save that which is lost. In Acts it talks about how it's his heart's desire that all men and all women and all people and all humanity come to have a relationship with God their Father. But it starts with us searching that out. You might be in church today, you might read a scripture, you might hear something in your walk in life, and it might pique your interest to say, is God real? And if God is real, does he know who I am? And if he knows who I am, then does he care about me? Or is he mad at me? Or is he angry at me? Or is he disappointed in me? Or does he love me? 
And that starts the search for the king. Just as these wise men all the way in the east saw something that piqued their interest that said, we must go and find out who this king is and why this star is there. Who knows how long their journey was until they get to Jerusalem. And it would make perfect sense that if you're going to see a king, you should go to the palace. You should walk in there and find out where this baby was born. They had to have some type of clout. They had to have some type of name to where Herod gave them the opportunity to come stand before him and speak to him and tell him what's going on. And the king at that time realized something has happened. And he too went on a search that we can see throughout the scriptures. Throughout the last couple of Christmases and even this Christmas, Specifically this Christmas, I was tasked with finding a particular gift. Very hard to find gift. It was not even in the States type of gift. There are certain people in the audience that that gift may or may not be for in a couple of days. (laughs) So we're not going to disclose it. But it was vital to that person that that gift show up on the 25th. And so, as a good father, I started looking and looking and looking and trying to catch my breath at the price and the shipping of what it was. Website after website, place after place, asking, trying to figure it out, going to different places. And lo and behold, the star was in the sky. Thank you, Lord. I was a wise man and found said gift, and it is wrapped under the tree for someone to open here in the near future. Oh, he's not even paying attention. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening to your son, Dad. (laughs) Just like the wise men who are searching for the king, we should be constantly searching for Jesus in our lives. That as we step out of 2020 and get ready for 2021, we make it a priority to say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. We are going to seek him with our whole heart. Jesus himself said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and it shall be found. Knock and the door will be open. That God is an open book who is ready and willing to help you in your family to start with searching. In verse 2 of Matthew chapter 2, It says, where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. The second thing to encourage you when you're searching for the king is to see. In order to see, you must search first. As a kid, we played the game hide and go seek. and We would count and we'd let everybody scatter. More than likely, if you were like me or my son, you would one-eye it, try and see where... The kids were going, you'd count to ten only by reaching five and then run after them. But in order to search, you first had to open your eyes and see what was around you. Acts chapter 4 verses 18 through 20, we see Peter and John who have just had a miracle happen and they are brought before the religious leaders of the time who were still angry about Jesus and his 
people and his quote-unquote revolution that is trying to take over the town. And they are condemning Peter and John for speaking about this man called Jesus. Look at verse 18. So when they, being the religious leaders, called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Verse 19, but Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God you judge. Verse 20 says, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and the things which we have heard. Peter and John had had such an experience with Jesus on the earth and off the earth that they could not stop talking about him. They had seen miracle after miracle after miracle. Peter, only man to ever walk on the water. Peter and John up on the mountain of transfiguration who see Jesus. Peter who denies Jesus. And in the middle of Jesus in front of the religious leaders being beaten and accused and he hears Peter deny it says he turns and looks at Peter John, there standing at the cross, the only disciple that is left looking up at his Savior. Both Peter and John are the first ones to get to the tomb to see that their Savior is risen. That they're fishing. They see Jesus on the side of the shore. Peter is restored. That they both see Jesus ascend into the clouds. They're both at Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit falls. And they both see miracles at their own hand. They searched out Jesus. Jesus shows up and says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And from that moment on, they searched after him. They went after him over and over and over again. And now they are living their lives and they say, we cannot be quiet anymore because we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And therefore, I will always exalt his name. I will always praise his name. I will always talk about him. I will always promote him. I will always encourage people to experience him. The wise men went and searched out this star and they wanted to see who this child was, who this king was, and they show up at the house and they see him. All of the journey, imagine the journey that they went on, the money that was spent, the people that they talked to, the questions that they asked, and here they are seeing the Savior of the world, holding him and bringing gifts to him. During this Christmas time, I can't help but look at a Christmas tree. And if I start at the top, the next thing that I'm doing is looking at the bottom because I'm looking for presents. If I see a Christmas tree, I'm looking down to see the presents. If you come over to our house and you look at the massive amount of presents that can't even be contained under the tree, that we have an opportunity just like the wise men, that as we go throughout our journey in life, that we see what Jesus has done for us. Yes, 2020 has been a crazy year, but take time to reflect on what Jesus did for you. Take time on what your good Father did for you, because here we are. We were thankful that we're coming out of 2020, but let's be thankful that we're still standing here today, healthy and whole and in our right minds, with our friends and family next to us, all because we believed in the King and we searched Him out. Yes, 2020, even in my own life as a pastor, has been ups and downs. But God has been with us and I've seen His hand be faithful. 
I've seen His mercy and goodness and grace and favor follow me all the days of my life. The last thing we see in Matthew chapter 2, verse 12, and I'm finishing now, is after we search and after we see the goodness that He does for us, it's time for us to worship. It's time for us to worship like these wise men did. These men of prestige, these men with a title, these men that are favored in their town and their area, they see this small little baby and it says they fall down and they worship and they bring their best gifts. Now understand that these were more than likely very educational, very wealthy men in their areas. And they thought and they believed that they were going to see a king. And if you read a story in 1 Kings, and it's also written about in, I think it's 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 9 and 1 Kings 10, Queen Sheba shows up to talk to King Solomon and ask him about his wisdom and what he does throughout his life. And she brings, because she knows she's going to experience and be in the presence of a king, says that she brings spices and gold and precious stones. And you can read that story of what a queen brings to a king. That these wise men, however many there were, they bring frankincense, gold, and myrrh, and they fall down in worship. They bring their best gift. They bring everything that they have, including their heart, and they fall down in worship because their journey has been complete because they found the king. Luke chapter 2, verse 27 through 33. And you can make y'all's way up here. I'm land in the plane. Jesus is a baby. And his mother and his father are bringing him to the temple as the traditions are. And there's this man, Simeon, that's there. And he's old and he's been at that temple, but he has a word from God that he will not pass on to glory until he sees and beholds the Savior. In Luke chapter 2, verses 27, it says, So he, being Simeon, came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. Verse 28, Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God. And listen to what he says. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, praise God, which you have prepared before the face of all people. Verse 32, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. For us as Gentiles, thank you, Lord, for that. And the glory of your people in Israel. Verse 33, and Joseph and his mother marveled at those which were spoken of of him. Even in this story, we see the same points that we're talking about today as the wise men. Simeon is led by the Spirit to go and search for the baby. He shows up to the temple and he sees the king of glory. He sees the captain of our salvation. He sees the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He sees the one who was and is and is to come. He sees the alpha and the omega still wearing diapers, potentially still spitting up on him. And he holds him and he worships God. And he says, look what you have done. You have promised me the fulfillment of seeing you and seeing your hand. And you have brought me to that place. When I asked Maddie to marry me, I proposed to her on a beach in Charleston. I was nervous and I was sick, thought I was going to die, 
I had brought somebody to uh, her uncle to come and record us, and then while I was getting on a knee, while I was talking, and he on the camera was circling around us, I thought, what if she says no? Now this is on camera. I'm just going to run into the ocean. I can't swim already, so chances are I'll just drown there. So I knew for an order for me to get a yes out of her, I said, I'm going to bring my best gift. One, I'm going to bring my heart. And two, I'm going to bring the biggest diamond I can afford. I'm not dumb. (laughs) I got down on my knee and just started sharing from my heart how much I loved her, how much I appreciated her, how much she meant to me even in the short time that we had known each other. And I said, you know what, I'm going to seal the deal by bringing out the best gift. And I opened that ring box and she snatched it just so quick, just, just grabbed it. She had another ring on. She took that off, threw it in the sand, and put the ring on. And she grabbed me and hugged me. And after about 30 seconds, in my mind, 45 seconds, 45 years, I whispered into her ears, you still haven't told me if the answer is yes. You've just taken my diamond. You're hugging me, but you might push me away and run away. I would like to know what your answer is. She said yes, and we're going into this year, 2021, of celebrating our 10 years of marriage and still falling in love, still searching after her and seeing the beauty that God has given to me and getting every opportunity to worship her and pour God's goodness onto her. Bring your best gift to the King today, which is your heart and your life. Even if you've been saved for years, make a new commitment to worship and honor your King by bringing your best to him going into this new year. I want to finish this with one thought, and then we'll take communion together, then we'll light the candles after that, and the kids can have the glow sticks, and we'll sing one more song, and we'll finish. Herod understood at the end of it, the wise men don't go back and tell Herod where Jesus is. He under, they understood they were given a dream that he was going to do something wrong. And when he found out that he had been lied to, he understood that there was a new king. And when there's a king on the scene, it's because there is a bloodline to make him king. Outside of being a dictator, you can't just wake up and decide, I'm going to be king today. There has to be a bloodline to make you a king. And as Herod tried to figure that out, he decided, he said, somebody has to pay for this. The bloodline has to be destroyed. It has to be killed. Blood has to be shed for me as Herod to stay king. And he sends an army into the town, and we see that many, many babies are slaughtered. That blood had to be shed, but Jesus was saved. Because God understood that at that moment, his blood did have to be saved and shed for mankind, but it wasn't on that day. Herod thought he was doing something, but prophetically he had no idea what he was doing. That Jesus one day was going to shed his blood. He was going to die on a cross. He was going to be buried in a tomb. That wasn't his day to do it. God removed him, moved him to Egypt so that he could grow up. I want to encourage you today. That wherever you're at in life, make it a priority today to go and search for your king. That God loves you so much, he paid such a dear price. He sent his son in your place who shed his blood for you. 1 Corinthians 15, 
3 through 4 says, the gospel message from Paul to us that Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures. Many men have died in this world and many men have died for other men. Military, police, fathers have died for another man, but that doesn't save you. There's one man who died for your sins. And if you call upon the name of him today, then you will be saved, believing that he died on a cross, was buried in a tomb, and rose again the third day. Confessing and believing that makes you a part of his family. And congratulations, you found the king. And now it's time to see his hand move throughout your life. And it's your responsibility to just worship and bring your best gifts, your heart, and whatever else you can bring to him. Because God has a whole plethora of gifts in his new covenant that he wants to pour on you. There's a great exchange that happened when you say yes to Jesus. He became sin so that you could become righteousness. He became poor, it says in the scripture, so that you could become rich. He became a curse, it says in the scriptures, so that you could become blessed. He became a son of man so that you could become a son of God. And lastly, he became sick so that you could become healed. Receive those today in your life. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that you sent your son to die for our sins. That you were buried in a tomb and that you rose again the third day. And that it says in your scripture that you came to seek and save that which is lost. That you came to love us. You came to replace us. And Father, we accept that today. Father, move upon each and every person's heart as they go on their journey of searching for the King. That they don't take this opportunity lightly to experience you. That as we go into 2021, we won't look like in 2020 at the negativity, at all the things that are happening in the world. We are going to look and search and focus on Jesus Christ, our Savior. And ultimately, in every situation that we have, we're just going to worship you. We're going to bring our best gift. We're going to make it an opportunity to worship you, to serve you, to encounter you. And Father, you said that it's even more blessed to give than to receive. And you gave your son. And by giving your son, it says in your scriptures that if you'll give us Jesus, how will you not withhold anything from us? That if you gave us Jesus, you'll give us anything. Father, bless your people. Prepare your people's hearts to receive communion today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.